Hi, I'm Omari. And hi, I'm Ethan. And this is the 10th episode of Corona Kids. A podcast where we talk about some of the questions that kids have about SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus, and the disease that it causes, COVID-19. All right, Omari, what's your first question today? Can viruses become reactivated? Did you come up with that question all by yourself? No. Who helped you with that question? Megan. Megan, who gave us a question to talk about, I think, in episode three, about whether we'll go back to greeting each other with handshakes and hugs. Yes. Yeah, she emailed us a long list of great questions. So thank you very much, Megan, for the questions. Yeah. Do you know what it means to become reactivated? Um, no. Do you want to guess? Um, when the virus is in your body and when it's asleep, it wakes up. Yeah, sort of. I think in one of the episodes, we talked about how some viruses can become latent or have a latency period in your body. And the really cool thing we talked about there is that sometimes when astronauts go to space, those viruses become reactivated. Reactivated. So there are absolutely some viruses that can kind of hang out in our body, not really being active. It's sort of like they're asleep, but they're not really sleeping like we would sleep. And then they wait for some sort of cue from their surroundings that they should become active again. Yeah, active. Do you think that the SARS-CoV-2 virus is one that has a latency period in people and can become reactivated? Yeah. You think it is? Mm-hmm. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing for us? Bad? That would be a bad thing. The early understanding of the disease is that it is not likely that the virus that causes COVID-19 stays latent in the body, but we don't really know for sure yet. If it did have a latency period, it could potentially become reactivated in the future. So someone who maybe has been sick with COVID-19 and gotten better In the future, if, for example, they traveled to space, probably unlikely, or something happened to their body that told that virus to become active again, what would happen? Get sick again? Exactly. So that's one of the questions that doctors are still trying to really figure out is whether the virus can stay in the body even after our immune system has fought it off and we've gotten better. Yeah. Do you have any other questions that Megan shared with you that you thought were really interesting and wanted to talk about? Yeah. How has the coronavirus pandemic affected the food system and food workers? Great question. What do you think? Hmm. Has anything changed about 
the way that you get food or what you eat? I can't really get food at rest, or I can't like stay at restaurants and eat food, but we can like bring it home and not eat at the restaurant. So, do you think that has impacted some of the people that work in restaurants? Yeah. How? I don't know. Well, are there special people who work in restaurants who whose job it is to bring us the food if we're eating there? And yeah, yeah. So wait staff, yep, or servers. Do you think that they have a lot of work right now? No. So that's been one impact. Is that a lot of people who work in restaurants? Not just servers, but especially like dishwashers. You know, there are special people in restaurants whose only job it is is to try to keep up with all of the dirty dishes. They don't have a lot of work right now. Yeah. And that makes it really hard for those people to be able to support themselves and their families. Yeah. Right. That's one of the reasons why there are many millions of people right now who have lost their jobs. Yeah. So many businesses have closed, including restaurants. Now, where do restaurants get their food from? Um, the enormous garden farm. Yes. How about farms? Do you think that farms have closed down? Some. Yeah, some probably a little bit. There are some farms that have like greenhouse operations that produce a lot of flowers and things like that. That maybe made the decision to close or really reduce their their operation size this year. But what about other other farms? Do you think that they close? Do you think people during a pandemic can just stop eating? No. Yeah. So, do you think that farms still have to produce food? Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of the concern right now about high risk areas where people have a very high chance of getting sick with COVID nineteen has to do with food system workers. Especially people who, for example, work in meat processing plants. Do you know what a meat processing plant is? No. What would you guess a meat processing plant is? A plant that makes meat by itself. <laughs> like it's a a tree that has cows and pigs just dangling from it. Maybe. Maybe the tree has pork on it. <laughs> it's a plant. It's a different meaning of the word plant. So there's a plant, right, that you're talking about, like something that grows. But this is a plant, like a big building that produces something. What does produce mean? Like makes something. Oh. So there are a lot of people who have to work in these big buildings. Where they take animals and they cut them into meat that we then eat, so it means that there have to be a lot of people packed really close together in in closed spaces inside. Do you think that sounds like a safe place to work if there's a pandemic? 
No. You're right. And so a lot of the the major outbreaks that we've seen in the United States over the last couple of months have been traced back to places like those meat processing plants. There are also concerns like with vegetable farms. They often, the people who work on vegetable farms in this country often come from other countries. Did you know that? Wow. There's a program called the H2A visa program where people from Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and Jamaica especially can come to the United States for like nine months at a time and work on farms. Okay. If they're coming from another country, do you think that they have a place to live here in the United States? No. Right. A lot of the farms that use H-2A visa workers have to provide those workers with housing, a place to live. And oftentimes, that worker housing is very crowded. Yeah, very crowded. Which means you have a whole bunch of people who are all living together. And if one of them goes to the grocery store, let's say, and is exposed to someone with SARS-CoV-2 and comes back to live in a house that has bunk beds and 10 other people living in it, what do you think the chances of those 10 other people getting sick is? The 10 other people can get sick and then they can pass it. Yeah, so there are cases even near us in New York where almost everyone on a farm who works on a farm has gotten sick all around the same time. We'll be right back. After this public service announcement. Bleach is bad for you if you drink it. Only use it to disinfect surfaces. Never play with bleach if you're a kid. So that kind of covers some of the increased risks that farms and meat processing plants have in terms of exposure to SARS-CoV-2 and some of the economic impacts on people who work in restaurants. There's also been a lot of changes since people are eating at home more in terms of pressure on restaurants to source certain items. There have been a lot of what are called supply chain disruptions. Does that mean anything to you? No, what is that? It basically means that the usual places that businesses like grocery stores get certain items like toilet paper or oranges. Or or cows? Or beef from cows or milk, that it's been hard for those suppliers to keep up with changes in who wants what and in what sizes. So for example, like back in March, there was all of a sudden all of these huge like 20 pound bags of shredded cheese that restaurants and pizza places use that no one wanted anymore because restaurants were closing down. But People who wanted like a little teeny block of cheese for their home, they couldn't find that block of cheese. Or when you go to school, do you get a cup of milk? Yes, I get a cup. Like there's an open cup that they pour some milk into and then you drink out of that open cup? 
Yeah. Let's go ice drink strawberry or chocolate milk, and oh, I just open one myself. It comes in a little box, right? Yeah, little, like this big. Yeah. When we're at home, do we usually get those little boxes of milk? No. When school's closed, a lot of dairy producers all of a sudden had all of these teeny little boxes or cartons of milk that no one wanted. But not enough gallons of milk for people to buy who wanted a gallon of milk for their home. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges that have been faced by individuals in the food system and on farms, but also by some of the businesses as well, as a result of the pandemic. Can I ask you a question, Omari? Okay. This is our tenth episode. Of this podcast, how has it felt making a podcast together? Fun. You've enjoyed doing this. Yeah. Why? What have you enjoyed about this podcast and the process of making it? Well, I like recording. What about recording? Do you like that? Other people can hear it. Have you learned anything by doing this podcast together? Some things about COVID nineteen. Anything else? Not really. I've really appreciated the opportunity to have more serious conversations with you about what's going on, and try to help you understand a little bit better. From a scientific perspective, what's happening in the world? Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you for participating in this, and for having the idea to to start the podcast. Yeah. So since we've done ten episodes now, what do you think? Do you think we should take a break from producing an episode every single week? Maybe. Should we just stop the podcast completely? Not forever. Maybe then we make it like once two weeks or something. Not one week. So that's one option. We could go to an every other week schedule. What about this idea? What if we do our next episode? If and when someone calls in with a question for us to talk about, yeah. What number would someone call if they wanted to leave us a question to discuss? Eight four five four eight one three six two zero. Are we done? I think that's it for this episode. So thanks for listening to the tenth episode of the Corona Kids podcast. We're going to take a little break from our weekly recordings. If you do have something you'd like us to chat about, though, on the podcast, please call in and leave us a question, and we'll record an episode just to talk about it. Or you can. If we didn't explain enough and you already did a question, then call in and tell us. We should explain more. 
we can provide some clarifications or talk about a, a question in a little bit more detail. Yeah. Great idea. All right, take care and stay safe. Bye. Bye. Peace.